Hello and welcome to the Smells Like Infinite Sadness podcast. I'm your host, Michael Taylor. For those of you who don't know, I run the website, SmellsLikeInfiniteSadness.com. It's a blog covering the best alternative rock from the 80s and 90s up to present day. I'm a proud middle-aged Gen Xer who is still obsessed with the music of his youth and loves to talk about it. Now, if you've been a regular listener of this show, you may wonder where we've been. We haven't had a show since the end of December, and one of the reasons because of that is my work schedule has been kind of crazy, and life gets in the way. I've had school and a bunch of other stuff going on, so it's been kind of a nutty uh, schedule going around. But we're getting back into the swing of things this week, and we're going to discuss uh, this week my co-host Chris Logan and I are going to talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's class of 2019. It's probably the most diverse years in the history of, of the ceremony. We've got a pretty uh, interesting roster from all over the world of rock. You've got The Cure, Def Leppard, Janet Jackson, Stevie Nicks, Radiohead, Roxy Music, and The Zombies. So you can't get more eclectic than that. And uh, they're actually going to do a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee ceremony into this month, which I guess the most recent announcement is that Trent Reznor is going to induct The Cure, which is pretty fascinating because Trent Reznor has been no, uh, as really had no uh, holds barred discussing how much he what he thinks of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which isn't isn't very much. But anyways, we're going to discuss our thoughts on on the inductees, if we think it's a good thing, if we think that they deserved it. Does the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame really matter? Is there anything about it that, that you know, it still has relevance today? You know, a lot of people say it's just kind of a club you get into if the cool kids induct you. And, you know, it's obviously based on, you know, internal politics and everything. But it's still something that, you know, if you're a fan of rock, it always catches your eye one way or the other. So we're going to dive into that. So sit back and enjoy. <laughs> Well, all right, everyone, we're back together with me and my co-host, Chris Logan, and my sneezing cat, who you can hear in the background yeah. if, you're, if you're so inclined. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, tonight we're going to tackle uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class of 2019. We've mean to do this a little while back, but we've had some things come up, as life does, so we're kind of getting back in the swing of podcasting and all that good stuff, so... Uh, Class 2019 for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a pretty interesting lineup. We've got The Cure. Very much. Yes. Def Leppard. Janet Jackson. Stevie Nicks. Radiohead. <laughs> Good old Radiohead. Always a pre- yeah, pre- right. perennial topic of conversation over here. Uh, Roxy yeah. Music. Roxy Music and uh, The Zombies. So it's a pretty interesting uh, lineup. So I guess why don't we just kind of go uh, give your initial takes on what you thought about the roster that we'll kind of go in band by band and, and, and give our two cents. And all right. So my, my initial thought right off the top was I, I, I gotta say I was fairly pleased. I was ex, ex, more, more pleased than I thought it would be. I, I, I typically walk into each class session nominee list and it's, it's fairly like, Oh, I just leaned my head back and, 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 and I'm just usually fairly just, just like disgusted with it. You know, like this is, this is the worst class. I think actually last year, this was, this is the worst class that I've ever seen. Boring, tepid, makes, makes no sense at all. And this year's nominees list was fairly okay but i really did not have a lot of hope for it on the other side of it whenever they actually announced uh the inductees i was like this is a list i can actually work with i didn't expect it it was it it, it came out of nowhere for me 
whenever you're in, incorporating like anybody from Def Leppard to The Cure to Roxy Music, Janet Jackson, Radiohead. I mean, I mean, all, all of it came out of nowhere for me. So yeah, there's there, there's a lot more positivity that I felt from um, these these inductees than I, than I have in a, in, in a long time. Yeah, I would say this is probably the most random and uh, less stodgy <laughs> yeah. and predictable lineup that I've heard before. This is one where not, there wasn't one that was like, oh, these guys finally got to get in there. These are like the old trusted classic rock guys. This is a, a fairly bizarre or eclectic list here that that um, and, and we're yeah. not and we're not even covering the ones that didn't get in. I mean, the nominees that right. di- didn't yeah. get in. We had Kraftwerk and Devo, right. MC5, right. LL Cool J. John Prine, Rage Against the Machine, uh, Rufus right. featuring Chaka Khan and Todd Rundgren. So it's all all around. It's a pretty it's a pretty crazy, uh, uh, yeah, uh, mix of a mix which, of uh, uh, was Sheik on that list again? <laughs> what was that? I think Sheik was. I think Sheik was on the list again. I, I I may be wrong. It just seems like every other year they have like they're stringing together like two years where they're at least a nominee. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> poor Sheik. <laughs> yeah, and, and I know. it's like they're, they're almost like the Susan Lucci of like Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, they they never quite get in there, but they they certainly deserve a deserve a spot. They, yeah, they uh, well, yeah, that's that's for later on, maybe. But yeah, I mean, think about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, for me, it, it's you know, it's one of those things. I always watch the special each year where they show the inductees even if i'm like kind of annoyed with it you know just because i like seeing the bands play i like seeing i remember a few years ago when they had uh heart were inducted and they had like jerry cantrell chris cornell and like uh five Ooh, other wow. five other guys all playing that same riff on the guitar so it just sounded huge um right so stuff like that you know seeing the stooges perform was really cool the cars last year was yeah. was pretty was pretty great um, you know, yeah. but there is, you know, some political crap to it. We we know that it's for a long time it's been a very, uh, you know, elitist kind of group. You know, I think one of the best things ever was Steve Miller's diatribe oh, against it. I mean, he was. <laughs> Let's like, talk about Steve Miller on that end. <laughs> I mean, he he he, he, was, he was he was amazing. I mean, that was like the most like give a middle finger to the thing that you know. I mean, he just didn't even like mince words. So it's it's so it's kind of ludicrous. It doesn't really it doesn't really matter. But yeah. it's, but it's still yeah. It's still one of those things that even as, as goofy and as, as unnecessary it is, it's still kind of fun to talk about and, and just to see some of these bands, you know, kind of get yeah you know, get their little you know space in history, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 an, an, another one of those the great award that matters but yet doesn't matter on different levels. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the you 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 could call it in. You know whether it's an American Music Award, a Grammy, heck, even an Academy or a Tony. Some people just don't care about that stuff. Yeah, they yeah. just don't. And uh, you know, I, at that point, they're, they're just maybe they're just glad to be being able to make a living doing what they love to do, and the awards don't matter to them. And some people, they're it, it's like their their life does hinge on the 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 prestige and the honor but you know to each their own whether you're ozzy or or tom york or steve miller or whoever you are you know 
Thorrell. Yeah, and I think what I've enjoyed more over the past few years is seeing, you know, bands that we've grown up with, you know, I mean, because, I mean, all, obviously the big classic rock guys are going to be in there first, but it's been kind of more fun for me seeing bands that we grew up, like Cheap Trick, you know, got in, I think, the year before right. last, and that was awesome, you know, and the Stooges, stuff like that. That was great. So I think this year, even more than that, is definitely one of those years, I mean, particularly for The Cure, because that's one of the biggest bands from when you and I, you know, grew up, and they still have a massive, a massive, uh, following them and they did their own festival last year they got a new album coming out this year so uh you know the cure i think are more than worthy of getting you know a rocker hall of fame because they're one of those few bands that did everything on their own terms which you can't always say that for a lot of the musicians you know it's like they really they've kind of made their strange little melodic imprint that nobody else sounds like yeah yeah i think it's a turning point year too to where there's, you know, where uh, if you want to put the genre of the music aside, I think we're going to start to enter in a, a different era now, too. I was really hoping that this would be the year for artists like Judas Priest and Motorhead to get uh, Iron Maiden to get some sort of recognition on this level. And and, and I know that they those bands on really i mean well i mean motorhead of course because i think most of them are had, had have passed away already but um i i think judas priest would would accept it and i think iron maiden could give a shit either either but i i, I think that we're we're due for them to get their recognition in in this community of um hall of fame I mean, that, that there's just no way around it. And whether they want to accept it or not, that's that that's up to them. But, you know, I was really hoping that this point would be a, 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 a this year would be a turning point for them. But it it turned into a, a turning point in a different way with an artist like The Cure. I, I think that, you know, I can get into that a little bit later, but I think that's going to open up a, a completely different door. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely kind of, kind of get into uh, the trouble metal has had as far as this category is concerned. But, but I think yeah. that it's just been really interesting because, like you know, the Cure, when we were growing up, were like you know the the young band that all the hippies were like, "Ooh, these guys are weird," you know, and it's not rock right. and this, this wears lipstick. Yeah, this this ain't Led Zeppelin. <laughs> but now for a lot of for Such a lot of weirdos. Yeah. But for a certain generation, the Cure are their Led Zeppelin. You know what I mean? I mean that they have, they are, right. they you know they're one yeah. of the biggest bands of the '80s and early '90s, and uh, you know I mean they changed everything. I mean, uh, I just I can't. I look back at the Cure and I kind of wonder how they even got as popular as they did because they were so strange. You know, I mean Robert Smith's vocals are so bizarre. I mean it's it's there's they're so unique. Um, but I think that's kind of what gave them th- their power, and you know. So I think can I, can I put it in, in in another weird way that I think that the Cure are like the rush of alternatives because no matter where you go, they sell out shows. I, I I've not seen a show from them in the last twenty five plus years that has not been a sold out show. Now you know I mean it, they don't sell a ton of records so much anymore. You're not going to see them as as one of those like a top 10 top 20 top 50 
selling records, but anytime that they come to town, they will have a audience that is completely into it. And you, you have to go to secondary markets in some cases. Yeah. I mean, that is exactly how it is. Yeah. And, and, and they're not stuck playing, you know, boutique theaters, stuff like they play like arenas. They still play arenas. They, they still play, fill they, yeah, they play big places now. The last, the last two times that I saw them, they were at, um, our American Airlines Center up here. Yeah. I mean, you might have been able to get a ticket way up top for, you know, a hundred bucks, but you know, that's, you know, Hey, <laughs> that's up to you at that point. But you know, they're, they are still selling very well in many very large size venues and certainly looking forward to what might be another full, you know, full, full-blown tour this year yeah because i had to miss out the last tour because that was right when ruby was born so we had to miss out oh yeah but yeah that's right that's right definitely want to catch him this time and i I think that the the cure to me are kind of in the it's like a kind of a triptych of uh of 80s alternative groups it's basically u2 the cure and and depeche mode still the three bands that could pull in very large crowds and you know yep they're they're still the biggest of that whole you know camp and yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think Depeche Mode should definitely be there one day. I don't th- have you two been inducted yet. Um, I believe they have. Yeah. So, yes. but but I think Depeche Mode are definitely definitely do one of these days to get. They get, will be. They get, will be to get in there. But the Cure, the Cure, are definitely worthy. And it should be definitely fun watching them perform too. I'm hoping maybe Lil Taurus will show up, and who knows what might happen. Maybe ooh, they'll ooh. have a. Ooh, that would be great. Whole drunk be really nice. Yeah, so that's that, <laughs> and I'd be and I'd be curious to like which people you know induct them and and kind of talk. I always like hearing like musicians who are influenced by the bands that kind of induct them. I think it's always kind of fun to watch that. So that should be that should be cool. And then yeah, and then next we got Def Leppard, which is like complete flip side of the Cure. You don't think you get right. a, a more polar opposite thing. And Def Leppard are, are you know that's one of those bands that uh another band that was so i mean especially during our junior high years you couldn't turn you know five steps oh, yeah. without hearing Def Leppard somewhere pyromania was everywhere everywhere and, yeah i mean it it that, i think it was 1983 mm-hmm. well you couldn't you if you had a friend that didn't have a copy of pyromania i don't know where you were living <laughs> yeah I mean, because if you didn't have it, you knew somebody that had a copy of that record. Period. I mean, I knew, I had a copy of it. I did too. I had it on vinyl, and, yeah. I, and I remember going. Yeah, I, I, I have it somewhere, still on vinyl, around yeah. here. <laughs> you know, the same one that I got in 1983. And, and you knew they were popular because where we grew up in Crowley, which is a you know rural suburb area in near Fort Worth, Texas, you would have people walk around in a, in a British flag t-shirts and shorts. Which, oh yeah. Which is shorts, all, yep. all Def Leppard. That's all Def Leppard's influence uh, there. It's, yep. I remember it's, it's go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was, I was going to say, I remember a while back reading some article about pyromania and it was produced by Mutt Lange or Mutt Lang, Mutt Lange. He, right. he also produced ACDC. He was married to Shania Twain for a while. Uh, right. And 
they said that he wanted it to sound like Star Wars for your ears, <laughs> which is a really weird description of something. But I think that was kind of one of the first like flashy albums I remember hearing. There was a lot of sound effects, a lot of uh, you know, it was very theatrical and yeah, totally over the top. But it was like perfect for for that time period. And you know, it was before we got into all the real kind of darker stuff. So it was like a, you know being 13 12 13 years old that was a good time to listen to Def Leppard it's a perfect time to listen to Def Leppard so oh yeah yeah it, it was right record right time for sure absolutely i mean and just to think that they were just they were still kids then i mean that was their third record at that point you know and and cuz they were they were like super super young like 17 17, 18, whenever they first started. And, 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 and I'll be honest, if, if you haven't gone back and listened like high and dry or on through the night, you're doing yourself a disservice. That I think that's really the sweet spot of, of Def Leppard is those first three records. Um, I, you know, cause I, really anything past hysteria, which hysteria was just, was just a monster of a record anyway, that had gone through so much turmoil between Rick Allen's accident, losing his arm, and then um, just all the the ins and outs with the band. I, I know Steve Clark was going through a lot of um, uh, a lot of his addiction problems at that point, uh, which would eventually take his life. I guess, gosh, ninety four or so. Yeah, something like that some early nineties at least. But anyway, so, I mean, there was so much turmoil going on in the band that they took, they took songs and threw them away and, you know, just how, how it was all working. And, uh, you know, and that's just, that was just the follow up to pyromania. So, um, after that, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a big, you know, a big fan of anything post, hysteria there because i still do like hysteria and i can't say that i i, I know or, or really follow too much after after that like adrenalize and 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 what have you but or sparkle sparkle room or anything like that that they've done more recently but um i i, I def, def leopard deserves to be in i think if not just because of those first three records yeah, and I remember how long. I remember seeing like an eternity between uh, Pyromania and Hysteria because all the stuff that happened to them. God, it's, it was. It yeah. seemed like seemed like it was like eighty three. I think Pyromania eighty seven. I believe was for Hysteria. So that's a pretty long leap, but it was like even a bigger album. It shows the popularity. I mean, by that by that time, I wasn't that into them anymore, but I could still appreciate it. But it just shows you, you know, they were so theatrical. Yeah. You know, I mean, even the other day, I was like going out of like a thundercloud subs, and they were playing photograph. <laughs> when I was there getting food, I was in like hourly. I'm still singing, <laughs> singing in my head. I'm like, man, that song is still catchy as hell. So yeah, they right there. They may be a, maybe a tad, yep. tad bit, tad bit cheesy, but they were part of the '80s and they were they made anthems for days. So I definitely, yeah, I'll, I'll fake, fake it. I'll fake it for sure. So they're definitely, definitely got a spot there. And then we have. Janet Jackson. Now, there's always a weird thing that happens with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I know it gets some controversy sometimes where they'll have like hip hop artists or soul artists, R and B artists. Yeah. Um, I mean, I 
I, I think that their basic response is, you know, it's all rhythm and blues. It all came from that. So we all, you know, should count for that. Um, it's all rock and roll. It's all rock. Yeah. It's all rock and roll. And I mean, Janet Jackson is another one that if you grew right. up, when we grew up, she was everywhere. I mean, it was one of those things where you're, yeah. you're like, who could become more popular than Michael Jackson? There's no one. And all of a sudden she's like, you know, right there with him. And uh, I mean, she, you know. Yeah, she, she wasn't just the baby sister. She she had ambitions of her own, and really, oh yeah, uh-huh. really, you know, claimed a pretty a pretty um, big spot there. She did Black Cat. That's got a little rockin' riff right there. That song's got a little rock and roll. Oh yeah, uh, oh uh, yeah. Thanks to a uh, Nuno Betancourt, if I'm correct, I believe he's the one that played guitar in that song. <laughs> My was use... that Nuno? I think was so. That Nuno I, th- I th- oh, wow. I, I need. I'll, wow. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. But I, well, I'll look it up right now. But I, th- I think that's true. Other, some other <laughs> stupid uh, trivia there for you. But <laughs> let me see here. Uh, yeah. Yep. I, yep. Look, I, I gotta tell you. I mean, was it Nuno? Yeah. Wow. It, yeah. It was good old extreme Nuno Betancourt. No kidding. Wow, that's crazy. I, I, I'll be honest. I really didn't know that. I guess you know if your brother gets Eddie Van Halen at the point. Mm-hmm. Nuno is not that bad to go with, <laughs> but uh, in, in all honesty, I mean Janet. You know, I, I'm I'm not going to wear a Janet Jackson T-shirt or anything like that. But but she sure did. She was. I thought she was grittier. She mm-hmm. had a lot more attitude. Um, she had a lot more. She had a lot more of the rock and roll in her than uh her brother did i mean her brother you know michael was great and fun and and had had a great beat that you could dance to and have you what have you but yeah uh, janet janet was was the uh was uh certainly the miss nasty that's mm-hmm. for sure yeah nasty and was she she had she had a lot yeah she had a lot more rock and roll to her than 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 i uh uh, well, then maybe some people might have given her credit for, her, but yeah, she she certainly deserves to be in in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for sure. I mean, Control, huge record. Oh, who didn't? Yeah. Who didn't? Who did not run across that at some point? You know. And then Rhythm Nation. I mean, there were like seven seven singles off Rhythm Nation. I mean, that was like hysteria. It, 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 you know, going back to Def Leppard point, both of those records ran about 13 or 14 total tracks on the album, and over half of it were singles. So, there you go. I mean, all I can say is if you are an artist who performs at the Super Bowl and you're by showing your breasts, you term, <laughs> you, you, they coined the phrase wardrobe malfunction. I mean that that that's right. a, that's a rock star, right? Now you hear wardrobe malfunction all the time, but that was like coined just for that one particular incident. So that's 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 pretty rock and roll, right there. I'd say, I'd say she's definitely that's yeah. So I'll be curious. We wish, got you. We wish, got you, Janet. Yeah. <laughs> curious what, what she performs, and and that should that should be fun. <laughs> and then of course we got Stevie Nicks. Now, when were Fleetwood Mac inducted? How long ago? Do you, do you remember? Uh, yes, they are. So she's one of the one of the few that that uh, 
will be twice inducted. Even on the rarer, the uh, thrice inducted, but I doubt that she'll be inducted for the Buckingham Mix project that she did way before yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> opt on putting them back. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah, Skippy Nicks, I'm okay with. I'm not, I'm, I'm not like a big fan, but. Yeah, I, so, I was, you know. I was trying to think. You know, because I was like, does she have that many solo hits? And I guess she did. I mean, um, you know, she, I mean, but I'm just... You know, I, 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 I'm not even sure when her last solo record was. Yeah, it's been a while. It had to have been back in... It, it, I mean, it's got to be over 20 years at this point. But, you know, uh, I know she had, like, at least... Four solo records in that time that she was with Fleetwood, at least four. Gosh, I, I I don't know. I mean, I'm 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 going to be I'm going to be really awful on predicting whether or not she actually should be there or not. Uh, you know, it's Stevie Nicks, so I'm not. I mean, no, the white winged. I'm not even sure that. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, is she, I mean, I hope if she does song, she says the White Wing Dove song because that that like that's a that's a great riff. You know, that ticka, 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 ticka. that's just that's a that would be a nice one, a nice one to hear. That was probably my right. favorite, probably my favorite song by her for sure. You actually know more about that than I do. <laughs> the White Wing Dove sings a song sounds like she's singing. I hear that. Ticka, ticka. Which was sampled later yeah. on, but by uh, Destiny Child for Bootylicious that that they sampled that riff. Who did? Uh, Destiny Child for the Bootylicious song. They that tucka 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 tucka. They sampled that. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. And of course, you've got. That's the, right. You know, when I was when I was watching that uh, that Jimmy Iovine Dr. Dre show, they they had a thing about, uh, talking about her where she was. Uh, Jimmy Iovine's uh, girlfriend at the time when he was working on Tom Petty on that uh, album where Stop Dragging My Heart Around and uh, like Tom Petty was, oh, very, right. was very resistant to giving her that song because it was like something he was saving up for him and uh, he kind of convinced her to convince him to let her sing on it and uh, he was always kind of pissy about the fact that he didn't have that song on his own but he was like well why not you know kill two birds with <laughs> one, one stone here and make two great artists you know more popular and get a hit single for her to kind of bring her for. I think that was a big single that kind of got her, you know, away from Fleetwood Mac and her huh. own thing. And then of course Prince and Tom Petty didn't want to do that. Yeah, and then Prince wrote "Stand Back" for her, I believe, huh. if, I, if I'm if I'm correct. So she, oh, really? So she's had some pretty interesting collaborations throughout the years for sure. So I'll be I'm curious huh. what song she might do, and so that should be should be fun. And the opposite of fun. Yeah, if she if she rolled out, if she rolled out like stop dragging my heart around, man, that'd be like a nice. That would be fairly interesting to see who, yeah, who who, who rolled up there on stage with her. Yeah, that'd be a nice little tribute to him. That I, would be I suppose. Yeah, I mean, she could spin it whatever way that she wants. I mean, it's it's still a huge hit for her. That she's a part of, at least, mm-hmm. you know. 
you know, I guess maybe I'm, I'm, I'm a little conflicted because I'm like, I don't feel it exactly, but you yeah, know, I mean, I don't get the vote. And the kind of the double inductee I don't thing get the vote. seems a little strange too. It's like if you're already in, do you really need to be in twice? I don't. I don't know. I mean, I guess I understand why it's like they're on their own merits versus being the band. But... Well, I mean, I mean, I hate to say it, but you're not a Beatle. No. <laughs> you weren't a Beatle, or 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 a Beach Boy, or you know, I, I'm, I don't know. I'd be curious. Half. <laughs> curious to hear what the, what the reason is behind Jimmy, Jimmy Iovine st- still still working his magic who knows right <laughs> that very well could be it and then we got oh, we'll get some head <laughs> and then we got Radiohead and then we got Radiohead that's 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 both ex- that's a weird one isn't it yeah, like, like I mean, it's. I'm not surprised by it. I, I knew they eventually w- would get there, but it's still, um, you know, it's going to be very interesting how they. I'm curious if how they're going to discuss themselves, if they're going to even show up. They're not ones to really kind of give lots of interviews and press and all that. So I'm curious how they're even going to present themselves. Supposedly, they're they're not going to be there. Oh well, that makes sense. That the the last. The, the last word I heard was was um, that Tom York was quoted as I well I already had something planned for that day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's it. Um, I mean, you know, I I don't know. I I I will say this. I'm a fan of Radiohead. I do not approve of them being in at this point in their career. A little too soon, you think? They they need to suffer. Yeah, they need to suffer. And actually, I'm not even sure that they would suffer because they're one of those bands that that are like too cool, oh, too like cool. Hall of Fame. Yeah, too cool for school, anyways. Whatever. They don't care. They just don't. They're you know. That's what they say now. Watch them all show up the day of the induction. They'll play four songs, three songs, whatever, and then move on. But at the same time, uh, I, I think, I think we could have spent our vote on somebody else. And I'm a fan of Radiohead. We could have spent it on on MC Five. I was, I was really, I had my fingers crossed on MC Five. Slash, um, craft work, because I need craft work to get in before some of these other electronic bands get in. But I was really, you know, hey, I'm 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 splitting hairs at this point. So yeah, it's it's yeah, it's like you know, I'm not surprised they got in, but like you say, they seem like they got in fairly quickly. Um, you know, because Night Night Nine Inch Nails got snubbed a few years ago, and I think they probably should get in before Radiohead because they were still around a few years before Radiohead were. So I think they got a few years. I'm okay with that. S- but, s- seniority. you know, when I'm talking about documentation, I'd almost rather have Kraftwerk before Nine Inch Nails. But that's getting in semantics, too, you know. 
there's a whole bunch of stuff that's out of order with with all of these, you know, with with the entire Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to begin with. You know, Metallica's in, but none of their none of their um, mentors, I guess you might say, are in. None of them. You know, we don't have Motorhead or Juice Priest or Iron Maiden or Diamond Head, not like we're expecting Diamond Head, but you know, we can all sit sit around and talk about what order people need to go in till we're blue in the face. Because I've been doing that for the last twenty years, if not longer, thirty years, about who needs to go in before who, and none of that's going to make any kind of difference, honestly at all they're going to just choose who goes in whenever they go in and maybe that there's a record coming out right before somebody gets inducted you know but at the same time it's just there's there's no rhyme or reason to it radiohead's in great but (laughs) we'll see what actually happens you know i don't expect them to be there Good luck figuring out how 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 to to play that one off. I mean, do you just not have anybody? I don't know how that works. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it, the Rocker Hall of Fame in some ways kind of reminds me when I first saw the the X Men movie, where I'm like, all these characters are together that I've been wanting to see on screen for a long time, but none of them are in the right order. You've got Iceman as like a young kid. Right. And Wolverine is an old man, and it's all out of order. Right. But I'm still enjoying it, anyways, because I'm here and it's I'm, right. I'm I'm digging it. But it's not the way I would have put it exactly. together. And it's kind of like that with the Hall of Fame. Exactly. These bands I can all appreciate, but the order is, is kind of jacked up. Um, right. And for me, the biggest—I don't know why it seems so out of left field to me—but Roxy Music was the biggest surprise for me of this year. I think just you know what. I was I was surprised too, honestly. But I was not any happier for any other band than Roxy Music. Yeah, I mean, I think they, I think on this whole list. I mean, I think they totally deserve it. But I think Roxy Music, it's kind of like uh, an Anglophile band. You know, it's like Roxy Music was not a big band here in America. Besides a few songs, they just never were that. No, that, that, not remotely. Now, if there is a if there is a Britain Rock Roll Hall of Fame, which I guess there probably is something like that, I mean, you know, they'd be you know top twenty, but yeah, maybe so, maybe you know, so, you know, because I mean, they were you know, I remember I read a long time ago where David Bowie apparently said that the only person he ever felt competitive with was was Brian Ferry. Like he was like he always felt like he was like I was scared of him because he like knew what he was doing. So like, which is kind of crazy because Bowie was so much more right. was more popular than Roxy Music. But it just you know, Roxy Music were right. Roxy Music were really weird when they first started off. They were a weird ass band. They dressed strange. They had this weird like he had right. this weird affected vocals, and they were just Brian Eno playing those crazy squawking keyboards. They were just really like this yeah, this like nineteen fifties doo wop, but you know done through these like heavy guitars and stuff. So, but they really I think they were one of those bands that like really influenced a lot of people, and uh, you know, and. Oh, extremely. I, I, I think they're, they're the band that, uh, outside of David Bowie, if you didn't have Roxy Music, you probably would have a hard time trying to find 
artists from Depeche Mode to ABC mm-hmm. to Duran Duran. I mean, they they influence the if if anybody attaches or has a new romantic influence mm-hmm. from you know, and that's that's the nineteen eighties buzzword, by the way. Um, but if you had the new romantic influence, then you had a Roxy Music record in your collection. Oh yeah, and that spans almost the entire part of the eighties. I mean, it, it from it, it, if you were an artist putting out a record, and you lived in England from nineteen eighty one. If you put out a record between 1981 and 1988, your record is influenced by Roxy Music, period. And I think they... Unless, unless you're like Judas Priest or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- I think the thing about Roxy Music... You can't be Iron Maiden and being influenced by, by Roxy Music. <laughs> or maybe they were. I don't know. <laughs> just, just maybe you could <laughs> doubtful I don't but... know that's a good question actually but I think you know I mean two two artists that made a pretty easy jump from uh, glam rock 70s glam rock to new wave or David Bowie and, and Roxy Music which then went with the way of Brian Ferry's solo career um, you know because you had yeah. you had the yeah. you know they they were very new wave uh uh, friendly uh, Avalon, which is one of the best albums ever, uh, is totally oh, yeah. embrace a whole kind of loungy, you know, synth poppy, you know, keyboards and real smooth kind of a uh, white boy soul kind of thing going on Extremely there. Extremely smooth. So, yep. yeah, they're just a really weird band, and I, and I, you know, and you and I both got to see Brian Ferry a couple years ago. And he's coming back um, this this summer, and I mean, to me, it's one of the best shows I've ever, yeah, I've, ever yeah. I've ever seen. So, if you're a fan of Roxy music, I was so excited for that show, and it was it, it did not disappoint. Not at all. Did not disappoint. And I think, from what I understand, this this new did tour, not. this new tour is going to be Avalon start to finish and other stuff, from what I understood, or at least it's going to be very Avalon centric. So, uh, if anybody's a fan of him, you should yeah. T- t- do, do not even hesitate. Pay the money. Go see him. He's incredible. It's worth every penny. And he's, you know, he's absolutely. An old, he's an old guy. He's not gonna be here forever. So, he's, yeah, yeah, he's like seventy. Yeah, yeah, he's in his seventies. <laughs> close to seventy. And, it's, and he looks so good. Man, he looks great. And I mean, the guy looks great, man. And he sounds fucking amazing. And his band, got a full band. He the, just the does. backup singers. There's, oh my god. Oh, Everything it's it it is an impeccable show. I have a well, I haven't bought us tickets for the uh, the the show here yet, but I think it's going to happen. I yeah. think it's going to have to happen. Yeah, I mean, just because last year's show was just man, it was so good. Well, it's so good. Oh, well, I just remember hearing when he started playing uh, "Slave to Love," and I look over and my wife is bawling, and I go, oh. "I go, what's wrong?" She's like, "It just, I, I can't believe it. it sounds so good." <laughs> oh my god! It was just, it was, it was, it was, you know, because it's the kind of show you don't really see anymore. That was like, I think that's like, you know, the closest we're gonna get to see no. like a Bowie or a, you know, or a Frank Sinatra. That's like that was yeah. like that kind of like very kind of cultured, you know, 
uh, dress up kind of event kind of show. You know, that is, it was really, really spectacular. So I, I'm really excited to see them perform. I'm assuming they're going to perform. I hope they do. Um, and you know, it'd yeah. be kind of nice for people who he watch. certainly is the artist that that he's the artist that you don't expect to tour, or if he toured, he's not playing here. Yeah, he's playing like New York. He's playing Chicago, but he's it, playing Austin and yeah. he's playing Dallas. Yeah, because he skipped us. He, he, <laughs> sk- he, sk- he skipped us for years. I mean, I don't think he ever did. They ever did he even play here in the eighties? I don't remember him ever playing in Dallas in the eighties. And maybe he did, but I don't recall it. I think he played. I think he played here once in the nineties. Once. I think he played here once, and, and 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 that's just Dallas that I can think of. I'm not sure about uh, how it was in Austin, but I want to say that he played here for the uh, Mamona tour way back in in like ninety two or ninety three or something like that. God, I love that album. Outside of that, God, I do too. Yeah, yeah. Talk about that's un- a, talk about underrated. Underrated. That is an incredibly underrated album. Yes. Oh, extremely. Yeah, yeah. That was a. That was a. That was in my my CD player for weeks. That's amazing. <laughs> weeks. Yeah, I think I think when I saw him in, in Austin, he was like talking. And he's like, "See, I don't think we played Austin and over." 35 years, but, you know, things get in the way or something. <laughs> like, things, get, things get in the way. You know, 35? Something like, it was, it was something crazy like that. So yeah, it, it had been a while. So I believe it. He may not have played Austin. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain that he played Dallas, but you know, man, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't go to that show. Dang it. <laughs> So I'm really looking forward to seeing who's going to introduce them, and I really am looking forward to kind of you know I like to always do a little yeah, kind of history yeah, a, a history piece, and I think that'd be cool for people who don't know anything about Roxy Music to be able to watch that. Should be fun for for folks to get a good introduction to yeah, them. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're super, super, super cool. Absolutely. And I'm always yeah. So that's that was the biggest. That was even more of a surprise for me than than the Cure was Roxy Music, just because they are such a niche, yeah. a niche kind of niche kind of band for uh you know for american yeah. audiences but definitely cool and i guess kind of out of left field although they're not as big as my radar is is the zombies who are the last band to be inducted um the zombies <laughs> right? are, are, are kind of you know it's like i know them for basically you know one song uh time for the season which is a Right, which is admittedly a really good song. I mean, I, 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 that's one of my, pre- yeah. one of my, one of my more favorite '60s kind of uh, singles. You know, I just always kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. Just the way the way that when that guy adds that little that little sound effect. It's 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 you know, it's just a cool little. It's very moody. I always like the kind of atmosphere that it that it that it brings. It's weird how certain songs can yeah. can sound like what they're singing about, but there is something very kind of fall, uh, leaves are brown, kind of uh, yeah, beach beaches in the back. There's a very autumnal kind of sound to that song that I think is really cool. But I don't really know a lot more about the zombies besides that. I know that that album that that's from Odyssey and Oracle is is very acclaimed in certain circles, and it's kind of like it makes a bunch of like best of. 
album list, but I don't know much about the zombies really. Um, I don't know. Yeah, if... yeah, and, and I'm in the yeah, I'm I'm the same. I I really. I'll be honest. Outside of like the the, the random um, compilation or anything like that that I that I even heard them on, and you know, I I I I don't know that much about them. But I mean, there's certainly some some sort of contingency that was was pretty pleased to uh, get them inducted. Yeah, somebody in the zombies and, has got some good c- c- connects. Yeah, and 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 I'll be honest, I, I I don't really have like a like an issue with it or anything like that. You know, I I I think it. You know, it it's hard to quantify sometimes some of the 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 artists of the '60s since it was still such a singles driven era mm-hmm. and agree. it wasn't built on and such a, such an LP driven era that your LP just ended up being just the, the last, you know, six singles that you put out with the B sides. I mean, or, or, or what have you, you know? So it's, it's, it's hard to put it in, in, in some, you know, like, you know, so many kind of different ways. I mean, but you know, and and I'm not I'm not fully familiar with the time frame of the zombies. I really don't have an issue with it, it at all either. Though, you know, it it that that garage or mm-hmm. moody moody garage stuff that's going on. I mean, shit, time of the season. Yeah. That's it. That's such a good song, man. <laughs> such a good song. Well, it's it's weird now because if you listen to a lot of like satellite radio, like all the hipster kind of stuff, a lot of it kind of sounds like the zombies to me in some ways. You know, it's like you got bands like Temples or or uh, uh, Cage the Elephant. All those kind of bands kind of have that kind of '60s garage kind of sound going on right now. You know, it's kind of a popular thing, so that that may they may have some sway with the kids today I don't know but um, I kind of hear that sound kind of reverberating again it's it's really weird I, I don't know if you uh, have IFC but they've been doing Night Flight again you know the old the good old oh have they yeah so they, they've kind of been taking like bits and pieces of the old stuff and adding some new segments and it's just as random as weird as the original ones were because you know the old ones you could watch you like see like Ace freely do a guitar so then it would go from that to like Flesh for Lulu or something it's really, always like really random and, and bizarre and it's it's still just as weird like that because I was watching it a few uh, months ago and it was like huh. they went from showing some weird cartoon and then they show some interview with Brad Pitt from Seven and then they went from that to like something with Depeche Mode and then Jimi Hendrix and then it ended with a live performance by the zombies. It was like so weird. <laughs> I was like, that's kind yeah, of, it kind of feels like a, a rock and roll hall of fame kind of, yeah, they do it like every, every Friday night. It's like a half. Really? Yeah. It's kind of sucks. It's, it was only a half an hour. Cause I remember the old one was like a couple hours. You kick like stay all up all night watching that, wow. you know, and get all tripped out. But yeah. Yeah. And I think there's like a streaming service. Yeah, that's right. Because you can watch more of it on there. It's longer, but yeah. So it's it's uh, that was just a kind of funny. That was really odd. I'm like, okay, so this is kind of this is how the zombies are. They kind of fit in these little weird <laughs> these little I, weird spaces here that people keep finding out about them. I'm saying, 
I could have sworn that Night Fly was a couple hours back then, but... I think it had to have been. Hey, you know what? (laughs) It just seemed like it was ones you would kind of stay up all night with friends and, you know, kind of hang out and chill out and just kind of get lost in the weirdness. But, you know, now everything's got to be fast, 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 so... See what kind of like insanity that they were going to play next. So this is a much. They, they, they may play that Max Headroom video or something mm-hmm. like that any minute now. Or the, or the, fanta- <laughs> the Fantastic Planet movie or something like that. So, so now, it's, mm-hmm. now it's definitely much more concise. But it's still fun to kind of watch that and see some old stuff. But yeah, so, huh. that, so the zombies are kind of sticking in the craw. These strange places. They're still hey making their presence known. They they were going to get in sooner or later anyway. But yeah, sorry, Shaka Khan. Yeah, sorry, Shaka <laughs> Khan. But you know, you were talking yeah. you're talking a while ago about going off that in that tangent. But I think it is worth discussing just the weird kind of dismissal that the Rock Roll Hall of Fame has for for metal, and I don't know why that is. I guess it's just the the, the kind of snobbery that's always been inherent for that genre that just doesn't ever really get. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, it, it 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 is really really strange how um it it just gets kind of passed by, you know. I mean, I I, I don't even think like Alice Cooper's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and that that doesn't make any sense to me, you know, none. None whatsoever. I mean, and, you know, by no means am I like um, trying to say that he's like heavy metal or anything like that. But I mean, his his imprint on uh, on the entire genre itself is is without denial. But yeah, there's 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 plenty of others. I mean, I know. They inducted into Metallica, I guess, what, 2009 or 8, 10, 11, I don't know. What are the 25th? Because I think it's, what, 25th year after your first single. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there, there's a lot of gaps. I mean, and, you know, we can sit around and, and talk about, you know, all, all, all the middle stuff, the, the previous to Maiden, the Motorheads. Um, but, I mean, you know, now we're starting to get into the scene of like, all right, so the Cure made it in. And, that, and I'm great with that. So hopefully that opens the doorway into our, our next, the, the other phase. The, the the phase of alternative British rock, you know, Smiths, Depeche Mode, um, you know, the, the lack of that, you know, I, I, I'm not I'm not expecting like the Stone Roses to make it in or anything like that, or you know, the cult, sadly. what have you, but right, the, the cult may not make it. You know, um, I don't know. I mean, it, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nomination is infuriating. 
and exuberant all at the same time. Because two years ago, two years ago, I, I, I went on this, or maybe it was last year, that I went on this huge rant about this is the worst fucking class of nominees that I've ever seen. And it was, it was awful. The year before, I was eh, in the middle of it, you know. I was happy to see like Rush get in, uh-huh. but they got in through a fan vote, you know. How, how, I don't know. How about- Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like I said, it's it's such it, it it's such a it's such a conflicted award for a fan, an artist, a promoter, a record label, for anybody that has that gives a that gives a rat's ass about music and all. It just really, I I I don't know what to do with it sometimes. I just don't. It is weird. I mean, and it's it's such like a, uh, I don't know. It's it's like you, you love to hate it and you, and you hate to love it kind of a thing. You know, I I think a perfect exactly. a perfect example of that was a. Uh, Talking about Rush, you remember Alex Lifeson's acceptance speech? Do you remember that? <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> no, I don't actually. Actually, no, no. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, so he got up there and he was like, you know, Getty Least thanked everybody so much and did his little thing. Neil Peart thanks this guy so much. Da da da. Alex Lifeson for at least two minutes went, blah blah blah, blah 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 blah, and and Getty Lee and Neil Peart were looking like they were just like so pissed, and he would not stop, and he kept going and going and going. It was so uncomfortable. I mean, it was hilarious, but it was like actually like making me like like nervous like watching him because he I think he's never going to stop. And it, blah 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 blah. It went on for it was sounded it was utter madness. Yeah, you got to find that on YouTube. It is hilarious and yet in yeah, I will, I will. Maddening. So, I mean, you know, stuff like that is you know, but that's you know. That's rock and roll. It keeps it weird. You gotta not be too respectful, yeah. like Steve Miller and the like. Who? Kinda... Yeah, I. Yeah, and and see then, what? Well, because uh, did did Ozzy like? He just go. Yeah, it's okay. We can be in the rock and roll hall of fame, and and then I don't know. Because remember, oh yeah, we don't care about that. Blah blah blah, and they get they get the nomination to go in and they're like, Oh, you know, I, I don't say that go over themselves or anything like that, but you know, it's, it, it, it's such a weird, weird award because it's, it's the award that you want, but don't want. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's, it's <laughs> you know, there's just no, there's, there's no, safe way to, to spin it. It's one of those things where you're like, I don't need this. They say you want it, but it's not, it's not bad. It's not bad to have it. You know, I think it's kind of one, one of those things where it's like, it's not like a, a necessity, but first, first, I think certain bands of a certain perspective can kind of appreciate it and have fun with it. But, you know, I like watch I like watching the thing on HBO when it comes on. I always record it. I always kind of fast forward to stuff I want to see and skip stuff that I don't. Yeah. 
Yeah. But this year I'll be I'll be watching more of it than I'll, I'll be watching more of it than I will be skipping through for sure because this is the one lineup that I'm actually like pretty, right fairly excited about it. So it should be it should be it should be interesting if, if nothing else. Yeah, I was gonna say it 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 should fare to be a lot more interesting this year. I I I will keep my eye open for what the fuck is going on with Radiohead. <laughs> <laughs> What is going on? I, I, I am I am very curious to see how much Robert Smith embraces, because it sounds to me like he's he's absolutely on board with it. I don't know if you hear my dog barking. <laughs> yeah. Come on, there you go. Gosh. <laughs> but I'm uh, <laughs> sorry about that. That's okay. But uh, but I. I, I I think I, I I do think it sounds like Bob is embracing it. So yeah, he he's kind of what will they play? You know, he's 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 definitely mellowed out over the years as far as being kind of open to yeah, open to sorts of stuff. Hey, and... it's it's a cool award. I get to go to New York. I haven't been there in a while. Hey, let's see what we can do. I'll be curious which lineup. Let's just play the dark stuff. <laughs> Like will, will all the band members be Let's there? Just play like Hanging Garden. Yeah, we'll we'll do a hundred years and homesick, and then we'll go home. And bu- right? bum, bum everybody out. We'll, we'll play. Thanks we'll, for thanks for inviting us in. We'll play. We'll play the top. We'll be sure the, to eat your applesauce. <laughs> yeah, listen to the top, and we'll make you all lose your minds. But I, I think I'm I'm curious too, like what who will be there, you know, cause the cure have, have gone through various incarnations. Yeah. Like, I mean, I have a feeling he'll invite everybody. That seems like there's the kind of, you know, I mean, the thing about the cure was, you know, he wrote all the songs, but he always gave the a band credit so that no one would have hard right. feelings, which is, you know, that shows you the kind of guy that he is, you know, like he was the main cheese, but you know, he want everybody to be nice. Right. So I, I have a feeling well, it should be a good, hopefully everybody will be there. Well, and, and you know, I, from what I understand, that's also kind of up to a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame arbitration committee because uh, I had a friend of mine who's he, he's a Kiss fan, and whenever Kiss was oh yeah, yeah inducted, yeah. they only they they only they only quote unquote allowed like I don't know like four four or five you know past, present, whatever members. It was really a scant group. But for some reason, <laughs> the Grateful Dead had like 20. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cause they're, they're, that's right. There's a big thing for Kiss because of that one guy who had passed away, they wanted him to have his, have his, uh, yeah, Eric Carr, I believe his name was, yeah. have, have his kind of, you know, I don't know what yep. turned yep. up with that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's very yeah. kind of. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'll be honest. I, I I don't know how many were officially, um, uh, I guess inducted in for Kiss, but the complaint was, well, you know, the Grateful Dead had twenty people that were inducted, and I was like, really, twenty people? And the <laughs> how kid- many of those people are alive? Yeah. <laughs> And Kiss have had quite have had quite a few people for sure. Kiss have gone through them. Yeah, they Kiss certainly sure has. But you know, 
mean, I understand it ain't no 20, but, you know, <laughs> you know, so. Uh, so we'll have to see. We'll have to see what's going to happen with that. But it should, it should be definitely Absolutely. worth it. And I guess, I forget when it, I think it airs, like, in the spring, so it'll be just a couple, couple more yeah, months. Yeah, like March. So I will definitely be DVRing it. We can discuss the, we think about the performance at a later date. Yeah, we certainly have a post-game show. Absolutely. Well, that's our, I think that's our wrap on the Rock Roll Hall of Fame. Anything else you want to add about it? Anything else you want to say? Awesome. Man, that's perfect. I think I think that was a that was a good one. I good game. See. Yes, for sure. It's <laughs> it's kind of nice to discuss these things and kind of get a new perspective on my. Sometimes at least I feel that way after talk about stuff. Like, why do I even care about the Rock Hall of Fame? Okay, now I know why. There's something to it. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Because we can talk about it. That's why I care about it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> if we can talk about it, we can make it interesting. Yep. Well, cool, cool man. Well, uh, awesome. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, we'll do this again soon. We'll we'll definitely do either our eighty nine list or ninety four yeah. list or our ninety nine list. All those albums turning twenty five, yeah. thirty, and twenty. I didn't do it in the right order, but this will be always fun to dig into, and then we can work on some other topics as well. Should be a good yeah. Sweet. Should be good stuff later. All right, Chris. Well, always a pleasure getting to talk to you. Cool, and we'll do this again soon. Awesome.